Hello and welcome to the Daily Catholic Catechism Podcast. My name is Dan and it's a pleasure to have you here. It is September 8th and we will be reading paragraphs 1960 through 1967 today. And it is the 23rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. We are closing out this little section on the natural moral law and we'll start, uh, we'll read a section on the old law and then start a section on the new law or the law of the gospel today. And we begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The precepts of natural law are not perceived by everyone clearly and immediately. In the present situation, sinful man needs grace and revelation, so moral and religious truths may be known by everyone with facility, with firm certainty, and with no admixture of error. The natural law provides revealed law and grace, with a foundation prepared by God and in accordance with the work of the Spirit. Roman numeral 2, the old law. God, our Creator and Redeemer, chose Israel for Himself to be His people and revealed His law to them, thus preparing for the coming of Christ. The law of Moses expresses many truths naturally accessible to reason. These are stated and authenticated within the covenant of salvation. The old law is the first stage of revealed law. Its moral prescriptions are summed up in the Ten Commandments. The precepts of the Decalogue lay the foundations for the vocation of man fashioned in the image of God. They prohibit what is contrary to the love of God and neighbor and prescribe what is essential to it. The Decalogue is a light offered to the conscience of every man to make God's call and ways known to him, and to protect him against evil. God wrote on the tables of the law what men did not read in their hearts. According to Christian tradition, the law is holy, spiritual, and good, yet still imperfect. Like a tutor, it shows what must be done, but does not of itself give the strength, the grace of the Spirit, to fulfill it. Because of sin, which it cannot remove, it remains a law of bondage. According to St. Paul, its special function is to denounce and disclose sin, which constitutes a law of concupiscence in the human heart. However, the law remains the first stage on the way to the kingdom. It prepares and disposes the chosen people and each Christian for conversion and faith in the Savior God. It provides a teaching which endures forever, like the word of God. The old law is a preparation for the gospel. The law is a pedagogy and a prophecy of things to come. It prophesies and presages the work of liberation from sin, which will be fulfilled in Christ. It provides the New Testament with images, types, and symbols for expressing the life according to the Spirit. Finally, the law is com completed by the teaching of the sapiential books and the prophets, which set its course toward the new covenant and the kingdom of heaven. There were, under the regimen of the old covenant, people who possessed the charity and grace of the Holy Spirit and longed above all for the spiritual and eternal promises by which they were associated with the new law. Conversely, there exist carnal men under the new covenant still distanced from the perfection of the new law. The fear of punishment and certain temporal promises have been necessary 
even under the new covenant, to incite them to virtuous works. In any case, even though the old law prescribed charity, it did not give the Holy Spirit, through whom God's charity has been poured into our hearts. Roman numeral 3. The New Law, or the Law of the Gospel. The new law, or the law of the gospel, is the perfection here on earth of the divine law, natural and revealed. It is the work of Christ and is expressed particularly in the Sermon on the Mount. It is also the work of the Holy Spirit, and through him it becomes the interior law of charity. I will establish a new covenant with the house of Israel. I will put my laws into their minds and write them on their hearts, and I will be their God and they shall be my people. The new law is the grace of the Holy Spirit given to the faithful through faith in Christ. It works through charity. It uses the Sermon on the Mount to teach us what must be done and makes use of the sacraments to give us the grace to do it. If anyone should meditate with devotion and perspicacity on the sermon our Lord gave on the Mount, as we read in the Gospel of St. Matthew, he will doubtless find there the perfect way of the Christian life. This sermon contains all the precepts needed to shape one's life. The law of the gospel fulfills, refines, surpasses, and leads the old law to its perfection. In the Beatitudes, the new law fulfills the divine promises by elevating and orienting them toward the kingdom of heaven. It is addressed to those open to accepting this new hope with faith, the poor, the humble, the afflicted, the pure of heart, those persecuted on account of Christ, and so marks out the surprising ways of the kingdom. Thus ends our reading today from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. The website is dailycatholiccatechism.com, and you can email me at dailycatholiccatechism at gmail.com. God bless you all, and may these teachings handed down by the apostles of Christ strengthen your faith and lead you to everlasting life. Amen.